listeners, happy to see you. Welcome to season three, episode two of the Author Accountability Podcast. I'm Donna, and with me here is Rianne. Whoop, whoop. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very tired. But I mean, you know, there's there's no reason why I should be. I'm I've got a lot of things to do this weekend. And I've got a to-do list that spans three days. Oh no. Yeah. So, you know, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Em, I don't know what was what was she was on last night, but I think I think it's a combination of two things. She's teething, like and sizes. That's the word. Mm-hmm. And sizes. So I think they hurt a little bit more than the other ones. And she was all stuffy as well, which I don't know if it's like a, a cold or whether she's just like, just, just been, the weather has been weird here. So like, I don't know if maybe it's allergies or like, yeah, but you know, we'll see what she's like when I pick up from school today. She was fine. She was chipper this morning, but yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. What have you been up to recently? Like, work we've barely spoken like at all (laughs) yeah well so last week I didn't do a lot because baby girl was not very well so she didn't go to nursery we ended up in A&E she was almost sent yeah she was almost sent to the children's hospital thankfully we didn't have to go and she's absolutely fine it was just like a really really bad virus like she stopped eating she stopped drinking Like all the all the things that like when you phone up the doctors, they're like, okay, is she still taking milk? No. Is she still eating food? No. Is she still having wet nappies? No. They were like, okay, there's something wrong with her. I was like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm ringing you. <laughs> it's always funny, like when, uh, like I know they have to ask those questions, but it's like I wouldn't be calling if like I didn't really truly think there was something wrong. <laughs> Yeah, if she just had a snotty nose and a cough, but she was still, like, running around and doing all the things, yeah. then I'd be like, yeah, she's just got a cold. But, no, yeah, she she basically slept for about three days straight, didn't eat anything, didn't drink anything, and I was like, oh, mm. my God, what do I do? So we took her to A&E, and they were like, you did the right thing, because she was, admit like, showing all of the signs of something, like, horrendously wrong. Mm-hmm. But she's absolutely fine. So she's just got um, enlarged tonsils. Oh, so she's only in um like pouches at the moment because obviously they're soft and mm. yeah. stick them in the fridge and then they get cold and it soothes the throat. So yeah, but she's doing better. She's doing a lot better. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Shame, man. I know what it's. I know it's it's scary because like especially I think that's something that people don't tell you about having your first child is that like nine times out of ten, like you're not a hundred percent sure what's going on it's so difficult especially when they get older and they start wanting to play a lot more and they like push past things that they really shouldn't like em Mm. is always running around when it's wet and cold and i have to like try and she's so little but i'm trying like i have to try and spend a night we can't go outside it's cold it's wet and then she loses her mind and then i have to deal with that but it's yeah she doesn't like kids don't they don't care like it's like i'll just go outside while it's freezing cold and waiting yeah it's all good yeah yeah but you know they're on the mend babies are fun yeah they're the light of our lives um but writing wise you know that's still going well i still managed to do writing even if it was only like measly amounts good good um 
I also have been slightly naughty and I've been trying to like do some writing at work even though I've got like a horrendous amount of muggle work to do and I've been going in early to do the muggle work mm-hmm. well I mean it's not like you're skipping out like you're, you're no, replacing yeah. yeah but it's fine I won't tell if you don't <laughs> it's right. I don't think I don't think my mum listens to my podcast and she's my boss so it's fine <laughs> oh so so I, I, then I take it then you didn't like fully complete your task obviously because you were very busy with Melly but what I mean, what what went well like I mean we say we didn't I didn't fully complete but so my tasks were to write 5,000 words, to edit 16 chapters, to plot some of Tessa and to read where possible. Hmm. So in January, I read four and a half books. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like over a book a week. Yes. Well, I mean, they were all novellas. Like I wanted to start off strong because I was like, if I get into like full length books, I'm probably only going to read like one a month. So I wanted to like get some in the bank. You know what, I did this, you know what, I had my goal of 12 books this year, I don't know if I mentioned that last time, but you know what I did, is I read a poetry collection this month, because I, I I really, I was like, I blinked, and it was like the 20th of January, I was like, I haven't read anything, so I picked up a poetry collection, and I started way ages ago, um, and I restarted it, and I actually finished it, and I really very much enjoyed it, so shameless self-promotion if you think curious about my thoughts on silk flower goodbye by sage gordon uh lewis is it lewis or levis anyway that will be on my instagram in the last day of the month yeah so i'm i'm starting a instagram highlight of like so every month i'm gonna put up the books that i've read Mm. um so yeah i read i've read four i'm hoping we're recording this at the end of january we've got like a couple of days left i'm hoping to finish a book that I started like this time last year by mm-hmm. the end of this month just to kind of like get that off my reading plateau um, yeah <laughs> I love it the yeah. reading plateau <laughs> well you, you know, have many like books this... spread in front of you <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just want to get loads off my TBR and I want to read all the books that I like bought and was like I really want to read these mm. and then just didn't read so I really want to do that um my so yeah it was to write 5,000 words I wrote 6,547 hmm. I edit 16 chapters I did not I only I think I only did about 10 still that's substantial but I mean you know it's it's more than half so I'll take it yeah um Plotson of Tessa, I did. I also wrote the first chapter, which was kind of fun. So there's that. And read where possible. Yeah, did that. Finished my 2023 journal. I did some of it, but I did not finish it because I have just had a whirlwind of a two weeks. Um, 100%. So I would say I would say that was still a success. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say claim it. That's... That's really good, especially given that you had all the upset with Melly and everything. I think you did pretty well. Yeah, so, you know, even though I maybe didn't complete all tasks, I still made progress towards them, and therefore I'm taking it as a win. Exactly. I was going to say, you haven't done all, but you've done most, and I think that counts as a win. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Um, I can't remember what I said I was going to do. 
Did I write it down? Uh, you had down. So I only wrote down random words for you, and I'm not quite sure why. So the words <laughs> I've written down are writing job, uh-huh. critique, yes, Insta posts, uh-huh. and then this says finish APM training. Okay. Yes. So the <laughs> the the job the, the co- company that I'm I'm contracted to for those blog post writing is called Apple Power Media. So APM. Oh, so yes, I finished the training. I completed my first article. I revised it and it's been accepted. So that's all done. The what was the other one? Oh, the critique. Yes, I finished that this morning just before hopping on with you. So you that's ready for you when you want to go through it. was there another one on there your instagram posts oh yes i've done all of those for february as well so i'm 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 riding a hard at the moment (laughs) yeah good good love that yeah Hmm. so what about the next couple of weeks what are you what are you thinking i'm gonna keep keep my goals the same so i'm gonna write five thousand words i'm gonna edit 10 chapters because i know i can do that Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read a bit. Um, I've bought a new manifestation journal, so I'm going to try and get into the habit of doing that every day. I think that's it, really. Keep it okay. keep it to something that I know I can achieve, and anything I do more is fantastic. Oh, I actually, completely unrelated, I was on TikTok, and somebody was like, oh, I've put like um, some books that I'm selling because I want to get rid of like up on Depop, and I was like, oh. And then I got an email to say that Vinted now have a book section so i sold a load of books on vintage which was incredible um but i have also does it count to break my book buying ban if i sold books and then used the money before i took it out of the app to buy more books because technically i never had that money to begin with let's not split hairs here <laughs> you purchased books that you did not have previously, correct? Yes. Oh, then you bought books. <sighs> right, okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, had you not self-imposed that, that that book buying ban, I would have been a hundred percent on your on your side. But right now I'm supporting Pastrian and Pastrian said no more books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. On that. This is note, why I need to read more. Yeah, exactly. On that note, I bought books. So I already wow. had I already had a few of the um thesaurus series, you know, the the positive trait thesaurus bar and that you know those that writers helping writers series. Let me find out who it's by because it's really good suggestion for our listeners. It mm-hmm. is what it made me open my Kindle app here. The Writers Helping Writers series or Writers Guide series by Angela Ackerman and Becca Puglisi. Am I saying that correctly? I don't know if I am. Anyway, I don't know how to say her surname. Yeah, yeah. So I just the, say Becky. Becky yeah, P. That's the one. So they, I think there's nine in the series, and I already had like half of them, like four or five, and then I just recently purchased the other, the remainder of them. Um, because I've mm-hmm. I've been revamping my character profiles and so I'm kind of trying to nail down like there's a lot of stuff about my characters that I keep in my head 
and like I always forget to update the character profiles like as I'm going and so like that's kind of what I'm doing now is just like taking all the stuff that's in my brain and like actually putting it in black and white so that it's easy to understand and so I don't end up contradicting myself later on yeah so I bought those um but yeah that for me that leads then to my tasks for the next couple of weeks is to make substantial progress on my character profiles because man it's slow going it's it's slow going (laughs) especially since I have like this pre-existing story like pre-existing backstory to try and make things fit like I'm trying to like nail down specific backstory wounds for my characters instead of just having like oh well this is the way they are just because that's the way they are I'm trying to kind of nail down reasons and like so I have some solid handlebars going forward into book two and three um, of NTN so character sheets that is my main priority for the next couple of weeks and then just to nail down the overall theme of the book to kind of you know, because there's a few things that I want to say with this book, and I have said some of them in my previous menus, like in my previous versions of the book, but I want to really, like, I feel like everything is just kind of floaty and amoebas at the moment, and I just am needing to write things down so that I can just solidify everything and just kind of rebuild my foundation, so to speak. So that's the, the character sheets and just like nailing down general theme and, and that kind of thing. And yeah, that's so that's that's the goal for the next couple of weeks. And then also to start the revised draft um for book one. When I say revised draft, I'm not actually like rewriting everything, but basically just to add in all the stuff that I've I've been working on and that's and so that hopefully is gonna be ready by the end of the month. So we'll see how that goes. I mean it sounds like you've got a solid plan to be fair yes but but we always do have solid plans don't we <laughs> life does always get in the way oh gosh but yeah that's that the idea is there the goal the goalposts are there and i'm moving towards them um maybe sometimes slowly but we're getting there <laughs> any other interesting personal stuff that you got going on in the next couple of weeks i don't think so my life is boring I have a children's birthday party to go to tomorrow. Hmm. And then, um, no, actually, I've got two children's birthday parties to go to. One tomorrow, sorry, for our listeners, today is Friday. So I've got one to go to to tomorrow and then another on on the 4th of February. So I've got two birthday parties to go to on back-to-back weekends. So that's going to be fun. (laughs) Yes. Yeah my goodness Um, other than that i don't have anything interesting to add should we move on to the fun stuff always we love the fun stuff obviously so reading watching listening to tell me all about it so as i said i've read four books so far this month they were mostly novellas so a couple of them i mentioned last podcast episode um, but I've just finished Shield of Shadow by C.F.E. Black. And then I'm trying to finish Queen of Power by Chloe Penaranda. And then I've also just started because I pre-ordered before I went on my ban. 
my pre-order of Commanding Flame and Shield um, by <laughs> someone that I found on TikTok. Yeah, her book sounds freaking awesome. So you know how like the reason so the reason I purchased this book and pre-ordered when it came up before I went on my book buying ban is because you know how most stories are you've got the human vulnerable girl and then the 500 year old fey man who just is incredible mm. this story switches that around oh awesome so it's the guy who's human and plagued by like visions of demons and like nightmares and stuff like that and it's the woman who is like a badass fey and has to go and save him and love it yeah that is all i heard and i went bye <laughs> You know what? I'm here for it. I'm here for it because I love it when authors take things that are like uh, tropes or like something that's just done that maybe is does is not done as commonly enough to call it a trope and actually just kind of turns it around. Like I, I, I love it. I'm here for it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited. So that's what I'm currently reading um, alongside A Queen Comes to Power. Um, and I've just hit 50... 60% of A Queen Comes to Power and what has just happened has blown my mind. I freaking, I, I love Chloe's writing. It's incredible. And I'm really annoyed at myself that I'm so far behind because book five has just come out. So I'm like, I need to catch up and read the series because, ah, it's just so good. Um, And then watching wise, I, I'm watching the replay of last year's Love Island Australia because it's so much better than the current season of Love Island UK. Um. <laughs> And then I'm also watching Willow on Disney+. Nice. So, for myself, reading, as I said just previously, I've just finished Silkflower Goodbye by Sage Gordon Davis. It's not Lewis, it's Davis. Um, and I'm planning to read, well, I'm going to start reading literally in the next few days, book two of um, Onyx and Ivory, which is called Shadow and Flame, by Mindy Arnett, which if the listeners have been with us since last year, I read Onyx and Ivory at the end of last year, took a break, read the poetry, and now I'm reading Shadow. We're going to be reading Shadow and Flame. Oh, sorry, the series name is The Ram Chronicles. And then, so, oh, I didn't, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm planning to do like a little book review kind of series on my Instagram. So I'm planning to do one book a month, and I think I've set aside three posts. I think it is. I'll tell you in a minute. Yeah, one, one, two, three. So two reading progress and thoughts. And then um, at the end of the month, I reveal which book I've actually been reading and do a little like little review. So that's what I've been that's what I've been working on for Instagram. And um also I'll show you. Uh made myself a little reading journal yay yay so um for for the listeners i will i'll describe it for you it's like a like a teal like a bright teal and i made a little custom cover just with like a little marble effect and that is my front 2023 because i figured like i'll probably get quite a few books in here so i've put the year in the front and then I've got my little rating key. I've got my little reading goals. That TikTok you sent me last time we recorded, by the way, was really helpful with this. Um, yeah, it's in the link then, of the last episode if anybody wants it. Yes. 
And, and then we've got my little habit tracker here. I've just done six months. I haven't filled in all the, all the dates for the second six months of the year yet, but that's that. And then I've got a format tracker, which is like a, a kind of like a thing where I'm going to color in the different colors. I've got a bunch of like funny circles and stuff where I'm going to color different colors just because that's fun. And then I've got a DNF list and then I've got just the, the red, red list. And then I have got a two page spread for each book. So I've got like a title, author, dates, genre, whether it's a standalone or a series, it's rating, recommend, yes, no, favorite character, least favorite character, favorite scene or moment, least favorite scene or moment, what was great, what was not, favorite quotes, and then other notes. So it's very like basic, nothing super complicated. Basic, that is so in-depth. Oh, well, to me, like, because some of the, the, the setups that I saw were like super, super in-depth. Like there was this whole thing of like, like, specific like tracking specific plots and subplots and like I was like dude that's like that's a bit much like this is just for for me so like if somebody asks me oh so you recommend this book but like why do you recommend it like it like I can say this is why and you know mm-hmm. and it's like a basic this was my favorite character this was my favorite scene do with that information what you will kind of thing so that's what I've done for that one, which actually I need to update with Silk Flower Goodbye. But I don't know if I'll do a full two-page spread because it was a poetry book. It'll be a little bit different. But anyway, that's that. TV. I haven't really watched anything, although last night I started watching on Netflix. That's uh, how you know what it was called. Invisible City, which um, it seems quite interesting. It looks, looks to... Do, looks to be kind of fantasy-esque but with like to do with like Brazilian folklore which is very interesting and something that's kind of different so I'm going to carry on watching it see see what I think so far I'm only halfway through episode two so I can't really make a judgment yet but so far it's been very intriguing um I do recognize the main character, the the actor that plays the main guy, he is also in Tidelanders. Um, so yeah, so I do recognize him. And then other things that I want to get back into watching is Dance Monsters. I'm only partway through that and The Circle. I want to watch the new season of that as well. So that's what my plans are but it's, it's been tough because em is going to be so late and so like i come out of her bedroom and literally just wanting to lie like go to bed myself <laughs> yes yeah. yeah it's we'll have to see how it goes so our topic today is habits to help you thrive as a writer i feel like this is like a different level you see so many tips just in general not just writer based ones it's like these tips to like help you just get through the day and I feel like this is like next level stuff that we're going to be tackling today so have you written anything down because I have some ideas but I haven't really solidified the exact wording yet um no I was just gonna wing it because that's (laughs) that's how I roll these days I mean that's how we always roll let's be honest let's not kid ourselves here yeah I think habits to help you thrive as a writer 
have a lot to do with the things that would help you thrive just in general. So things mm. like not not caring or not 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 caring, but trying your best not to focus on what other people have to say about you and your writing. And off of that, which is something that I had to exercise myself this week, was to not take criticism of my work as criticism of me as a person. Yeah, I think that's a really big one. Because as writers, we put so much of ourselves into our work. It's it's Sometimes it's very difficult to draw the line between the two. And it's tough, especially if you've only just begun to share your work with other people. Um, it's, it's sometimes mm-hmm. difficult to take to take something, to take a, a suggestion or a critique as something that is focused on the writing, not you as a person. When I first started critiquing with you, I was very acutely aware. Like I was so afraid of like upsetting anyone whose work that I critiqued or looked at. And I think as I've gone on, I've, I've kind of realized, at least with you, that like you you've come to a point where I think we've come to a point in our relationship where like I can say something and you know I'm not like attacking you but it is it's something that is very difficult to deal with because writing is art and art comes from the heart well and it's also in the eye of the beholder that's true yeah it's all opinions and that's the thing yeah isn't it it's it's it's, it's to remember that almost everything out of somebody's mouth is an opinion and you don't have to take that on board. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's something that that emotionally I'm already now preparing myself for to like realize that there will be people who don't like my work once it's out in the big wide world and to like be okay with that because there will be just as many people who do like my work and will enjoy it. So and it's it's a skill as well like it's a skill to not allow someone's opinion to affect you yeah yeah you have to practice definitely it took me a long time and even now like sometimes I'll get comments on my books and I'm just like oh that really hurt yeah and then I you know I take myself away and I'm just like actually you know what your opinion does not mean anything to me yeah and but I think off of this I feel it's important to tackle this thing of writers being overly critical of other writers as a writer you can either go one of two ways you can understand what the person is going through and be sympathetic towards that or Mm. you can be like they should have known better yeah so yeah so like I try and err on the side of like being sympathetic and understanding how much time and effort has gone into something and so like like try and be kind you know do everything in love as kind of one of my mottos is like to try and come from a place of love rather than trying to put somebody down so well my my like habits to thrive as a writer are like everyone knows that I'm very big on organization and consistency and whatever so my like first and foremost tip would be to create a writing schedule that works for you whether that's once a week twice a week every day whatever you know, whether you just do one session on a weekend where you bash out 10,000 words or you write 100 words a day, like find a writing habit or a writing routine that works for you because the more it works for you, the more you'll get done. So when I first started writing, um, I wrote every day. I wrote seven days a week. 
Um, and then I realized that actually that was like burning me out. So now I only write Monday to Friday and I only have one hour a day. And, you know, some days I write 20 words and some days I write 2000 words. It just depends on the flow, my mood, what's happened during the week. But because I'm consistent, my word count always grows and therefore I'm always progressing. Hmm. Consistency so that... always wins wins um, over inspiration and like, yes, yeah. And that, and you'll find, as you have mentioned in the past, once you get into the habit, the inspiration comes because your your brain is wired. Like, okay, I've sat down at my desk now. I've lit my candle. I've got my cup of tea, whatever it is. And now it's time for my brain to do this thing. And so it becomes easier and easier as you go to get into the zone. Um, that's yeah. something that I'm I'm a little bit con- <laughs> concerned with myself about. Um, when I start properly drafting book two, but I'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Um, Frankie, dear, please may you move your tail. <laughs> Jesus, cat! Like I've had to keep muting myself because she's just like walking around going, meow. I'm like, <laughs> shut up. She wants to talk to the people, Rian. She's got something important to say. No, she doesn't. She just wants to be annoying, which means she'll come over, she'll want attention, and then I'll give her attention and she'll walk off. Well, I have a doggy at my feet presently, a big doggy, um, who thinks she's a little doggy because she's trying to sit underneath my desk. <laughs> like, she's proving my point now because she's just walking up and down the sofa. <laughs> oh, like, bless. Christ. Right, more tips. Yes. Yeah, so that would be that would be like my absolute mm. number one tip would be to create a routine that works for you. And it might take you a while to get into it. I mean, it probably took me about two or three years. It wasn't until I got with my husband because I used to write in the evenings when I came home from work and he was like, I, like, I'm in a relationship with you, not you and your laptop. Like, can we actually spend some time together? So I was like, well, I'm up in the morning anyway, so let's just write in the morning. So mm. my my writing habit has just grown from there because my family sleep, I get up and write, and then they get up and we spend time together. And I don't feel like I've wasted the day or I haven't done any work because even if I have only written 20 words that day, I got up, I tried for an hour, and I got something done. That's a good way, you know, especially if you, you work a nine-to-five like you do, is to find a gap where it is a reliable time that you can do. Because I found for myself, and I've said this so many times before on the podcast, when Em went to daycare or to school, to be able to have reliable time that I know I can be productive it's it's a game changer it really really is and I'd also like to say my next tip would be to learn to be okay with things changing and learn how to pivot because what works for you now might not work for you in a week's months years time and if you find something is not working you're not failing you just need to tweak something and that is for me, been a massive learning curve over the last few years is to like redress change from failure to just change. That's what it is. You just need to change. Be be okay with with narrowing your focus or shelving a project if that's what you need to do or to let a project rest to recuperate. Like I found when I drafted Project Revenge, in NaNoWriMo, I think it was 2018 or 2019, 
after draft fast drafting that like with literally very little plan I actually was I was emotionally exhausted for a while like for a good few weeks and I had to kind of just like take a breath because the content of that book is incredibly emotionally taxing yeah so just be okay with just taking time to rest and recuperate yeah yeah that would have been one of my tips as well to like figure out what refills your creative well whether Mm -hmm. that's playing video games watching tv going out for walks spending time with friends and family reading like whatever it is make sure you make time for those things because my first couple of years when I was writing I didn't make time for any of that Mm. and it was probably a bad decision I mean I am where I am now but I wouldn't recommend it it was a very stressful time and I did not enjoy it also create like a writing space like Mm. I have even if it's just a desk somewhere Um, I'm lucky in the sense that I live in a three-bedroom house and my third bedroom is not being used, so it's currently my office. Um, But, you know, create a space, whether it's a comfy place on the sofa, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a blanket that you put over your bed and that means that it's writing time. Like, whatever it is, just create a space that goes along with your writing habit so that you can basically trick your brain and when you are in that space your brain goes this is the time where I'm writing 100% no I agree with you it's it's to basically like cheat code your brain actually yeah <laughs> that's that's what it is and it's it's to help you get to a place where like you don't have to stare at the ceiling or stare at the window and wait for inspiration to strike which it, it's amazing when it does but it, it's not conducive to to productivity yeah I had another one, but now I can't remember it. It was this dangling. So my next one would be to find, well, I don't want to say like find writer friends, but make writer friends because as much as my like real life normal, you know, I've grown up with them since I was a kid friends, want to be involved and like want to hear about my ideas and stuff. They can't get as excited as another writer will. Like Mm. when I tell my best friend about my idea she's like oh my god these sound incredible and I'm like thank you I really appreciate you being as excited as I am but also you're doing it from a reader perspective which is fantastic I'm not knocking that at all like it is great but then I speak to you or I speak to Lindsay and you guys are like yes and you can do this and you can do this and you can do this and it's like having like a massive brainstorm party and I'm just like yes all of these (laughs) ideas are incredible like you don't get that from a normal real life friend they just tell you as a reader yes it sounds incredible I want to read it which Mm. again as you know as I keep saying is fantastic but sometimes you just need a friend who is also a writer who who you can go hey I've got this idea and they go yes that sounds amazing also throw all of these things in and it will be even more incredible like you just you just need that yeah it's like a a lovely like you said, like a brainstorming party. It's like, it's, it's, it's yeah. a great environment to put yourself because you bounce off each other and you feed off each other's ideas. And it's like, it, it's, it's so much easier to create something that goes outside of your own personal experience when you have other writers to talk to as well. Mm-hmm. And especially to do with things that are not your wheelhouse, your wheelhouse. Like I have LGBT Q plus characters in my book, which 
and to have other people who you can who are in that realm to say okay like is this okay is this appropriate like am I like am I wording this okay just any manner of diversity it's it's always helpful to have other people to bounce off if you trying to write outside of your own personal experience and it it lends a specific authenticity that just research doesn't doesn't really do so yeah. that would be my next tip is, is is to yes make writer friends so they can understand you but also in the in the kindest most appreciative way possible use your writer friends and let them use you to to enrich your writing yes yeah and then to do something completely opposite to what i just said when you are writing your story like they always say write as if you're talking to someone so i envision it sounds really stupid, but you'll also appreciate this. Um, I envision that my stories are only ever going to be read by you and Lindsay. That is interesting. I like that. Yeah, because it takes away that like scary feeling of like, well, what if people don't like it? Or like, because you already know that we support you. Am I headed in the right direction here? It's like you already know that we support you and and want the best for you. And so it's easier to maybe write something that's a bit difficult or different for you. Am I heading in the right direction with that? Because that's how I feel. Yes, but but also in the sense of if even like if you completely tear my writing apart, if at the end you tell me that you enjoyed my story, like that's enough for me. Mm. And I mean, like, I mean, case in point. Like, I feel like the novella of yours, um, I can't remember if I've said or you've said which one it is exactly that I'm looking at now, but I won't mention now in case we haven't. Um, it's the second one in my next series. Yes, yeah, it's the second one. So that one, and, and I've said, you'll see in my comments, that I feel like this is one of the ones that I have, I've I've done a lot of critique and, like, a lot of less amping up but at the end of it I feel like it's actually one of my favorite pieces of yours that I've read even though I feel like I've I've leaned more towards critique and less towards I don't know it's it's a it's bizarre because when I just because I just just finished it now and I sat there and I'd finished chapter 14 and I just I was like you know what actually this was a really awesome it was like you did all the all the critiques that I have are more like they like easy fixes it's not like wow this character and then like oh well this plot hole it's more it's like niggly stuff so Mm. yeah so yeah I think next to promised in the shadows I think it's 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 up there I mean I, I mean I don't get me wrong I love Ela I love his story but this this project Keridan and the promise in the shadows they have like this grittiness to it that it just it sits so nicely with me and I, it could be personal preference but I also feel like in a way it's 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 a realm that you feel a lot more comfortable in and you're kind of like not scared to like go places with certain things which I, I love. yeah I think I think definitely moving into adult characters was definitely a vibe for me um, mm. because you can just do like so much more. Mm. Um, I do still have like a, a YA series like that I'm gonna think about and it is gonna be a bit dark 
but the it's still it will still be YA. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah. So when my tip is like the whole point of this little yeah, sorry <laughs> was that you should you should write for a specific person, preferably not yourself. Like writing for yourself is great. Like that's how I started. I just wanted to tell myself a story, but having somebody in mind who you're happy to let read your story even if that's like your mum you're right in this story because you want to tell it and you want your mum to read it like that's fine mm. as long as it's somebody that you're willing to give your book to because like writing for an entire group can like properly fry your brain because you you're thinking about all of these people and that you've got to please everyone whereas because writing and reading are literally like subjective picking one person and writing just for them is great because if they like what you've written then then like that's good enough like you've you've done your job and you've done your job well like that's all mm. you need to do and you know if you want to you can get other opinions after that use beta readers use critique partners whatever but if the one person that you wrote for tells you i love your work you did your job well that's all you need yeah that that's that is actually 100% right and i think it's also for me is to nail down what it is that you're writing or even more specifically, why is it that you're writing this story? So I actually said to my uncle yesterday, he, he popped in for an impromptu cup of coffee and I said to him, all these years I've been writing and writing, but I've been letting so much hold me back. But now having M, I have a very, solid reason to keep going I want to be a good example to her I want to make sure she knows that she can reach for the sky I don't want to be a hypocrite who tries to teach my child that she can do anything that she puts her mind to and yet I have a half-written manuscript lying in my drawer somewhere you know what I'm saying so yeah I think a good tip for writers is on the whole decide why you're writing is it just for fun is it because you enjoy it is there some other deeper meaning that you think you you feel that it's part of your personality your life is it part of your destiny either way it's fun if it's fun and you like doing it that's great if you feel like it's your divine purpose in life that's great as well and in terms of specifically about a certain story you need to try and figure out what have you got to say through the story and because if you can nail yeah. down those two things, when you are tired, when you don't have the oomph to keep going, when you are stuck with a certain plot point or a character, that is the thing that's going to carry you through those those extreme dips in your process to push through to get to the other side so that you can do that thing. Yeah. And then my my final tip would be to never stop learning. Like, yes, I have I have writing craft books that I revisit year upon year because my brain doesn't retain information. Like I need to reread this stuff to actually remember to do it. Yeah, you know, like I have I have courses that I have courses that I've one never taken and two have retaken because I know that they're gonna like give me. I I say I've got courses I've never taken. I do intend to take them this year. That's one of my goals to to take the courses that I've bought and just never done. Anyway, I digress. Always keep learning because even if you're learning the same things over and over and over again, 
that should hopefully help you retain that information and remind you that actually yes I need to do those kind of things um mm-hmm. but also if you're like me and you're, you're like you read something and you'll you make notes and you're like yes this is amazing and then you do it for a while and then something happens you forget about it and then you don't do it going back to it and like rereading or retaking the class or you know whatever going to a conference and just lighting the fire up your ass like just as much as it is important to read other fiction and see how other people are writing and refill your well stuff like that you should you should also do that with non-fiction writing craft books because mm. they will help a lot 110 percent, i agree so with that excellent last tip thank you so much for being with us please head over to Instagram and chat to us there. There will be an Instagram post that goes along with this episode. And we want to know your tips to thrive as a writer. And maybe we've missed something out that you feel is really valuable. Let us know over that side. And uh, we will see you back here next time. Bye.